You're listening to the EMG Podcast with your hosts, Maddie G and Tom Gambuza. All right, all right. Welcome to the EMG Podcast. Tommy, how you doing? I'm doing great, Maddie. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well, thanks. It's a, it's a beautiful fall Tuesday. Makes me happy. One of those things. I love this time of year. You also, know, I have some coffee in my hand. Too. You know what else makes me happy? Uh, we have one of the best bartenders I've ever come across. We have a special guest. We have a guest. Um, my friend Eric, we we ran into him. Uh, God, man, how long ago? Say hello first and foremost. Oh, how you do, guys? Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming it's on, our, man. Wearing a tie too, right? Wearing He's showing us up. No, like now there was a there was an episode uh, a couple bla- weeks ago. We blazer we, day. We were in blazers and we felt all good about ourselves. And you just you totally just ah, destroyed us. Thunder. Destroyed us. We're gonna have to step our game up, Maddie. Uh, certainly not my intention. <laughs> now, now I've known Eric. It's got to be it's got to be close to ten years now. It's a decade. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, I, I first met Eric when uh, I came in to take over an entertainment account at a bar in Morristown, where Eric was in charge of basically building their bar from the ground up again. They, there was a, it was, it was a glorified service bar that got turned into their night spot slash waiting room for the restaurant. And you went from, you know, a, a two beer tap system to creating, in my opinion, the best craft cocktail menu in Northern New Jersey. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, got pretty lucky at the time when we were training and uh, being the service bar to two really high end uh, upscale restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, little by little, we were able to develop our own name as a destination cocktail lounge, and you know, you being a big part of it, putting the right pieces and pieces together, and the cocktail menu, you know, trial and error, you see what works, see what doesn't, you mm-hmm. build off of that. One of one of my favorite parts is that you would do things seasonally. You would use, uh, you know, different different herbs. Or different ingredients, different mixers, if you will, to uh, to make the the, the cocktails. I, you know, I felt like around the holidays things got a little bit warmer and a little bit sweeter. Around the summertime, you tended to be <clears throat> a little bit more crisp and refreshing. I, I like I like that you, uh, you you didn't you didn't find your niche and stay in there. You, you definitely you grew with. Well, again, it was a lot of those. Uh, it takes a little time to get the right feedback. You know, and uh, the seasons they kind of come across you pretty quickly. <laughs> you see what works, see what doesn't, and you install those uh, to the masses i'm sure the patrons appreciate that too right you know because you can you could see that it, it, it the diversity i know for me um i've never been behind the bar i've never been a bartender myself but you know uh, I, I can see that being you know a, a place where i like to frequent even though it's the same place you know having something changed yes. up and, and just having something new to experience and look forward to is pretty cool yeah, yeah, change in season, a change in drink. Um, you then bounced to another place that I was working. Again, uh, you ran a, a very tight ship behind that bar. When when I remember first going in there, they had a very static menu. And, you know, by the time you were in there for a little while, again, it was more fluid. You were you were changing things around, using ingredients. And uh, you even tried uh, my, my, my favorite taste test of Eric's was when he got the alcoholic ice cream in and was creating those cocktails. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, there, there's a that flavor. Sounds delicious. It, it, there's a flavor for any sort of alcohol or spirit and going around and it, you just try and find out what works. And another one of the things that uh, before putting something actually into a cocktail menu, mm-hmm. you know, you develop the relationship between your guests and hey, Try this out. Tell me what you think. Is this something that uh, you'd order? You know, just sitting down, opening up a page. Uh, 
not everything works. See, I, I like what he said there, and I want to I put a pin in this uh, in particular and definitely come back to this. Um, you had mentioned developing that relationship with the person. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, different people have different flavor palettes just because, you know, a, a Jack and Coke works for guy one through five doesn't mean guy six is going to like it. And that's kind of what I think we're going to touch on today. Um, we're going to discuss some some things from behind the bar uh, during your wedding, your after party, your cocktail hour, you know, the, the, the whole day that you might not know. Um, I see a lot of signature cocktails out there and some of them, for lack of a better phrase, you know, they feel forced. They, they feel like, uh, you know, maybe maybe the bride or groom said, ah, I, I don't care, put up whatever. And, and you know, these are definitely a couple of things that we're going to touch on here that can... That could very well maybe because uh, they don't know any different in what the creativity behind it might entail or like the options of, of what they can do, right? I, I particularly like the aspect and I'm, I'm excited to see where the conversation takes us in terms of the creativity and the, um, like the personalization aspect of it because, you know... It's, a lot of times being on the entertainment side, when we have to talk to all of our clients to some variation, uh, we get, we have to answer the questions like, okay, well, how, how are you going to make this mine? You know, is it the playlist? Is it the, is it the services that I incorporate? Is it the logistics or itinerary and order of events? You know, I think coming up with the, especially on the signature cocktail, our side, uh, signature cocktail side, I should say, uh, there, a lot of the same elements can, um, come into play when you know you, you can you can pick something or design something that speaks to your personality. Well, you want to try and get as much feedback from your your guest as you can. Uh, find out what they're interested in uh, offering, what they like. Mm -hmm. uh, find out a little bit more about uh, what actual spirit they're looking for. If they're vodka drinkers, if they're tequila drinkers, if they're looking for something on the uh, tart side or uh, savory side, mm -hmm. and get that feedback from them before you start introducing all different sort of uh, uh, exotic cocktails. Yeah, okay, no. gotcha. You know, start start <laughs> off basic. Without stepping too far outside or the box, yeah. Find out from them what they're interested in uh, providing, and then build off of that. No, I, I wouldn't necessarily say you, this is, you know, to those listening wanting to do something like this, I wouldn't say you have to send out a questionnaire or something like that to your family. You probably no, know. Chances are you know what your you know, crew like, is yeah, doing. It's like, oh, we're beer drinkers or we're, you know, I'm like for me, I, I think, which Maddie, you could probably argue my point here. I was, I think on the basic side, I enjoy, uh, I might go to drink as a vodka club, right? With a, with the Same. orange slice. They call Maddie Kyle sure. with the oh, That's the go-to. Yeah. But see, that's something you were talking about. When you go to 90% of bars, unless it's a craft bar, and Eric, please tell me if I'm wrong here, but when you go to most of your bars, you're going to get offered that lemon or lime. So having it with the orange wedge, that is the right. Tommy. And I throw people for a curveball all the time because they ask me that same, oh, do you want a lemon or a lime? I'm like, actually, neither. <laughs> I want to so, take the orange. So you love the blue moon movement because all bars have sliced orange now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I could see. So let's let's talk a little bit about that and the and the creativity behind it. Yeah, Eric, what... what uh, you know, to Tommy took a classic drink, but put his kind of spin on it. What what kind of things would you recommend for a situation like that? If you liked a classic cocktail, but, you know, we've talked in the past about, you know, picking a scent for the day. So it reminds you maybe taking a classic cocktail and tweaking it for your day. Where where would you start with something like that? Well, I guess I'd actually go back to what you had initially mentioned was the Jack Daniels and Coke. Okay. Jack and Coke. And if 
every bar, every wedding venue, every so on is definitely going to have Jack Daniels. But maybe instead of uh, Coke, you use a uh, ginger beer. Okay. With, with a fresh squeeze Ooh, of nice. lime. Yeah, all right. I mean, it's really just a very simplified uh, Kentucky mule. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, but it's just a basic mixed drink that anybody would be able to put together. And it's not something that everybody would just generally call for at a bar. It's going to give you a different twist on a Jack Daniels mixed drink. So, so, so taking those classics, but riffing on them, maybe changing the garnish or changing the mixer, keeping your base liquor the same if that's your liquor? That's a, there's really no more rules as far as what you're going to ask for being put into your glass. Sure. And yeah. if your little twist on it is going to be an orange wedge or the ginger beer instead of a ginger ale, mm-hmm. and it's available. It's all there. Now, now, kind of going off of that, too, especially for a signature cocktail, I, I find that, you know, a lot of guests are willing to at least try one. You know, if, if there's yeah. a signature cocktail for the day, Tommy, you, you might be, you know, a vodka club with the orange guy. But if you were to come to, to, to Eric's wedding and, and his were this, you know, Jack and Ginger beer with a twist of lime, I'm sure you'd try one because it's something you might not have seen on a regular menu, something yeah. you're not going to see on a regular, you know, Friday night having a cocktail with your wife. But where do you really draw the line? You got to figure if you're going to have a couple of hundred people, you know, between we'll say, let's just say your average wedding for, for our area, North Jersey is probably between 75 and 225. Would yeah, you say, say a, I'd say a buck 50 is probably like right in the middle. Yeah. Sure. So, so let's say that a good majority, let's say that, that two thirds of your wedding are going to try that drink. When do you hit that point of it being too difficult for the bartender to do in mass? Well, I guess just as a bartender, if you're going to prep for 150 people, you'd want to have available to you time and a half. Okay. Uh, okay, so 150 at 225. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And then if you have to make, as you go along further on, you know, you make do. But honestly, if you ran out 20 minutes, a half an hour before the end of the reception, consider your job well done. Okay. If you if you had prepped that much and gone over it had gone over that well, then you did very well. That's a that's a job well done. Uh, how involved? How intricate should your yeah like cocktail how, be? how many ingredients are we looking for when you hit that annoying factor for for for, for, a, for a service bartender? That's a, that's a valid question. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you have a if you have nine ingredients that go into one glass, that's got to be uh, yeah. hard to do. One hundred and fifty people. Uh, yeah. I would have to say with. You know, in that uh, four to five. So, like a, a, a liquor, a mixer, a, a, a juice, and a garnish. Th- there you go. Okay. Uh, you know, a splash of soda, or even, you know, when, yeah. when you're talking about uh, just a basic Cosmo, you know, you're using four true key component, uh, components, mm-hmm. and that shouldn't be overly involved. You know, okay. You, you should be comfortable making that cocktail over and over and over again. Uh, but, Anything more than that, you're really asking a lot from, uh, you know, your uh, service bar and gotcha. to keep people, you know, with their glasses full. Right? Yeah, so that's that's, that's a good piece know. of advice. And so for those who are constructing their uh, their signature drinks, uh, keep in mind the amount, I guess, that you need to produce. Right. One one of your favorite things, Tommy, uh, K I S S. You know, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, that, that the last S is for me. I was going to say for <laughs> servers, keep keep it simple keep for it servers. servers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that better. Um, I, you know, I I kind of enjoy that because you know you're you're taking a classic, you're making it your own. You know, that, by the way. 
probably going to try the uh, Jack Daniels ginger beer lime later on. That sounds sounds very tasty. It sounds like something even I could make. Um, you know, that was just a natural. Man, I'm good, Tommy. I am good. That's a natural segue. Uh, something else that you can make. So um, you and I spoke a little bit, Eric. Eric and I did a couple of, of pre-show notes, and we had discussed about a time trial, you know, maybe some trial and error. Uh, Eric brought up a great point. Um, you know, before the big day where you're going to have that 150 people, uh, he had mentioned, uh, an area where you're going to have a, a nice core group of your guests. Eric, why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you were saying? Well, I think, uh, the, uh, again, part of the, getting the feedback, both for your benefit as the bridegroom and also your event planner and bartender is by offering, a, a sample of uh, your, go-to cocktail or maybe two at your bridal shower uh your engagement party yep things along those lines and get your feedback through them you know not not again with the questionnaire but you know just gauge it yep and that way you have a you know a higher level of comfortability by planning that menu on the big day see i kind of like that maddie we we really haven't talked about that in you know in preparation of this episode like just recapping of what i i did for my drink i kept it simple for based on what i enjoyed mm-hmm. and this is you know tommy's signature cocktail right yeah i think it's a pretty neat uh concept to uh, your recommendation eric that maybe you want to somehow get that feedback and and create your signature cocktail based on what the interests are of your guest list, not just for yourself. Right. And, um, you know, I know we have a lot of couples that come to us that, you know, I, I speak a lot on the music side, but they'll, they'll center their music around what they know their guests will enjoy, mm-hmm. even sure. though it might not necessarily be everything that they listen to on the regular, you know? So if they see 150 people enjoying themselves, that's going to be contagious regardless of if that's kind of their bag or not, you know? So I, I see that being a big advantage. If there's a way to, you know, gauge that interest from your guests, like that's, that's, that's pretty cool that I hadn't really thought about. Yeah. The more feedback that you can get, the better off you are going into that full, you know, day of your wedding. Yeah. You know, it's one of the few things that you want to be worrying about, be part of the party, you know, enjoy it, watching right. others yeah. enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Right. Or it's, central message. Have a good, enjoy yourself. Yeah, it's a show party. Up, enjoy. That's it. It's, it's, it's a, it's a killer point too. You know, you, you, there's nothing that says you can't talk to your bartender after your engagement party or even the venue and say, Hey, you know, what did we go through the most? Oh, we went through whiskey the most bam whiskey cocktail That must be an indicator, yeah. you know, or, or, sure. or, or something like that. And, and you know what, don't be afraid to have two signature cocktails. You know, uh, uh, the bride and groom can each have their own signature cocktail with the groom and groom, the bride and bride. You, you can, you can do the two, which also can really open up those doorways. You know, if, if, if the two of you as a couple really enjoy a certain kind of spirit, like you were saying, yeah. Make one that's for the two of you and then make the other that's going to appeal the to the guesses. masses. Yeah, that's cool too. Yeah. Um, Eric brought up a great point before. I, I don't know if I've ever seen this at a wedding or not. And if I have, it's only been once or twice. But, um, you know, a lot of times people will do a riff on just a regular champagne or a champagne cocktail for when yeah. your guests return from ceremony. Uh, you know, talking to your venue about having your specific cocktail uh, ready and, and, and ready to go. Even, even a pass now, now would you pass a full size cocktail or like a sample size during cocktail hour? No, a sample size. Okay. Uh, just as being Butler passed as like your, uh, short glasses of champagne, you right. know, along with your appetizers and so on as your cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, that always just wets the whistle a little bit. You know, it gets people understanding what they might be ordering at the bar yeah, instead let, of your let them know it's go-to. there too. That's all. Uh, it's something that uh, you can introduce to your guests. And it's up to them whether they, you know, choose to accept it or walk up, walk up to the bar themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's an, it's a very quick and painless way of introducing your cocktail to your entire party. It'll be very my my mine would have been very painful. I would have I would have had the strongest huge patch I could have. <laughs> All right, guys, the ceremony's over. Time time to get lit. <laughs> um, another thing too, the signature cocktail. I see it all the time. But it's not a must. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I think, um, Eric, to your point, maybe you just put more stock in what the available options are at Mm. the bar itself for the reception, right? So if you know, maybe you don't want to center a specific drink around uh, a specific liquor or or a mixture of of things. Um, If you know, like I had a couple of friends I have a couple of friends that drink bourbon, you know, yeah. and I'm not a bourbon drinker, but I knew I had, I had a couple of options where I could like upgrade and I thought it'd be like a nice touch to have that available specifically for them. They were lifelong friends, so they were, you know, kind of worth it to have it there. You know, I wasn't just going to like spend the extra money on it to, for, for nobodies, you know, <laughs> um, but you know, to have, have like a, have a signature, um, Spirit as opposed Spirit, to a cocktail full cocktail. Liquor. Yeah, absolutely. For their availability, because I know they'll enjoy it. I, I think that's a super nice touch too. It's, it's something that also maybe brings a little bit of a standout to your wedding party. Like you were specifically thinking of your groomsmen. And right. yeah. you guys were, speci- excuse me, I just lost my headphones here. Cans, cans, we're in the business. <laughs> Can you hear us <clears throat> testing? One, two. I'm back, I'm back. All right. I get so excited when I talk about spirits and bourbons, <laughs> groomsmen. <laughs> that happens. That happens. Yeah. Okay. But it's something that is a little bit of a, a give back to your groomsmen, people that are part of your wedding party, that if you carried a specific uh, bourbon that you all enjoyed, or even, again, with the bridal party, and you held a bottle or two behind the bar. Bartenders be more than happy, more than happy to. That's that's something I had put in my notes too. Um, I've been to venues where you know they don't carry X, but if the groom really only drinks bottle X, they'll keep it behind the bar for the groom, or maybe for the groom and the best man. So that's you know that's definitely hard to believe that somebody wouldn't. Yeah, right, right. That'd be that'd be a tough. (laughs) I've seen a lot of guests even do um, like I've had clients that are big wine collectors mm. and they bring their own um they bring their own stash so to say to their specific table you know yeah, sure uh i had one groom whose boss was a huge wine collector and he was supplying it for the whole like his personal collection he was supplying oh, it to terrific. the whole uh like one bottle per table and uh it, i forget exactly what it was but um even something like that is that's is, is really awesome that's a hell of a nice day of yeah yeah <laughs> Well, that being said, I, I think we've touched on a couple of things here. Um, you know, just a couple of little quick notes that, that we have, you know, with the special bottle for the bride and groom or, or, or the newlyweds, um, making sure that you have something that speaks to a majority of your guests, mm-hmm. you Absolutely. know, uh, being able yeah. to go through trial and error. Uh, also a quick heads up, keep in mind, find out from your venue. Most venues don't allow shots. So if your thing is a shot, Talk to your wedding planner, talk to your venue manager, talk to your bridal coordinator, talk to whoever it is you need to talk to and say, hey, 
you know, shots are kind of important to, to our crew. Is this something that we can do? <clears throat> um, make sure you try it out, you know, trial and error. Like you had said, that was, that was great. That was something I never thought of having, having a signature cocktail or two or even three. Well, you know what? We've made that suggestion before on the entertainment side too. If there's a vendor or even, you know, photography or music the, or something, yeah. you know, try them out at your engagement party. A- try absolute, them out. At the, absolutely. Yeah. Get that, it's a good that, test run. Definitely. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid to get that feedback. So, you know, talk to your bartenders, uh, as always, you can look things up online. But but if you have a if you have a place or or if if you're fortunate enough to have an Eric, you know, and you know your special days coming up, go talk to him. I, I used to say this all the time. I'd 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 take my wife out or, or whomever, and I'd go to Eric's bar and I'd say, Hey man, uh, today I feel like gin and uh, I like sour. And he'd say, All right, here we go. You know, talk talk to somebody more in the know than you. Just because you know you've been drinking beer or vodka since your twenty first birthday doesn't necessarily mean you know everything you like. So that that's a good jumping off point, Maddie, because I, I think um, if it's okay with you, I'd like to transition and kind of like do an on-the-spot thing Ooh. I think might be a little fun with Eric. You, are you down for this? Uh, let's do it. Okay. Sure. So I think we should give the people some like practical things to take home with them in terms of, you know, what type of liquor they might be in or, or into and things like that. So if I... if Maybe we could go bottle style. We'll we'll just rattle off a, a liquor, and you just come up with like a simple cocktail that somebody can incorporate uh, to their day. What wow. do you think? All right, Leon. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll, I'm it's, glad it's, we prompted him on this. Yeah, right? No, <laughs> it's almost get, like the average day at work. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> you get just you get the better answers. This hey, make sure you listen to Mike Saulpaul's interview because he also does quick questions. <laughs> All right, so I'll do. Uh, I'll, I'll start simple with mine, just because that's what vodka. Vodka, uh, you just do a real basic uh, Cosmo. Uh, now you can twist it. With What's a in a Cosmo? Uh, vodka, Cointreau, lime, and uh, cranberry. Now, the only thing that I would suggest doing is putting a twist on it. Now, you can do an orange Cosmo with orange vodka. You could make uh, maybe even use pineapple if you wanted to make it a little sweeter. But the concept is still there. So your basic four ingredient cocktail, but make the ingredient yours. It, but it's also it, it's using common terminology when you say Cosmo, you just put a little twist on it. Everybody's somewhat familiar; they're comfortable hearing it. Okay, you know if you go too far down that road where everything's an exotic, unknown ingredient and component, people get a little gun shy from it. Yeah, oh, that's a good tip too. I'm I'm going to jump off on 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 Tommy's from before because you know bourbon's making a big comeback. What's what's a nice simple Tasty, easy to do bourbon cocktail. You're not going to go wrong with a Manhattan, maybe a cherry Manhattan. Uh, yeah, use, I mean, use I've a had splash. a couple of those. Right. Uh, honestly, if you're just using a little uh, uh, flavored bitters, you can definitely uh, get away. You can get away with a lot. Now, flavored bitters. Uh, th- that was something that bartenders used to have to make, but those are rel- red- readily available these days, right? You can basically go into Whole Foods and get flavored you, bitters. You can find them anywhere. So again, yeah. something you could try at home trial and error before you it's just a real simple you know additive you know a mm-hmm. substitution of a basic ingredient that really transforms the flavor of the drink okay i'm gonna break my own rule here not name a liquor time of year summer oh. daiquiri you do a flavored daiquiri mm-hmm. uh frozen now, is that frozen is that blended? it doesn't doesn't have to be frozen okay now, if you're working i did in not a specific know that venue yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, no, because yeah. a frozen a frozen drink at, at a volume venue has got to be real difficult. So I, I don't see how. You Major could. question: Do I get an umbrella with that? You get two. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> gotta ask. 
Maddie's looking at me like, why? What? Because you're a Sinatra man, and Sinatra didn't even take an umbrella when it was raining. What? Yeah, you're right. You're right. But he had a cool fedora, though. <laughs> Tough to pull off both the umbrella and the fedora. It depends, man. Are you singing in the rain? If I'm Sinatra, I can pull it off. It's, if you're you, Sinatra, you, you, you do anything. Pull, off, pull yeah. off pretty much anything. That's, that's a fact. So. Uh, now, you know what? I, I, uh, I've known you a very long time. You've served me more drinks than probably any one person in my entire life. What would your signature cocktail be? Oh, wow. My signature cocktail. Uh, for my specific event or, again, to serve to the masses like what would i design you know what let's do I both. Want both yeah now, now now let's do masses first because i'd like to end on a personal note so if you yeah. were going to come up with a cocktail for a speed style situation where the masses are coming at you and you have 200 people to serve but you want to put the eric stamp on it what would your cocktail for the masses be in the summer in sure okay we'll in stick summer. with summertime I, I love it okay great uh let's see I would probably do some version of a rum punch. Uh, you know, the obvious ingredients, but I would, I, you know what? I would use uh, a dark rum. I would use a, uh, yeah, a Myers dark Myers rum. Myers, yes. Yeah. See, I love, I'm not a spice rum guy, but I love a dark rum. Yeah. You get that real caramel, that smoke. I think that that's something that, you know, not everybody's seen. Uh, passed around at a party or even think of ordering at a bar but uh, yeah rum punch to me has that connotation of a, of a slightly older cocktail you don't like you said you don't hear that much anymore yeah uh and i think that it, it'd go over very very well you know uh, it'd sell ah it'd, it'd, see it'd, that's it'd that's where it all comes yeah. I, I, that that's something that i'd want to run out of 20 okay. minutes before right, the yeah. end of the reception now yeah. on a personal note you're walking up to bar tommy you sit down you see this stunning bartender in front of you he's got the old school armbands like they have and the puffy shirt and he's cleaning a glass and he says what can i get for you young man what are you drinking i'm going old school i'm gonna have a uh, gin gimlet Oh, got to keep those uh, little cocktail uh, 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 onions on hand. No, no. Uh, no? That's Gibson. Oh. Sorry. That's why I play music. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us real quick, what, what's in that? Uh, it's, uh, the traditional is uh, gin and lime. Uh, you know, yeah, you want right. you want to give it a little softener and uh, use a little bit of Cointreau. That works well too. I'll be honest with you. I think that can that can apply to the masses too. I feel like a lot of people would in, would enjoy that stuff. Yeah, it, it's a it's a real traditional throwback. That's a quality go to. Awesome. Well, uh, Podcast Nation, we uh, we hope we armed you with some uh, with some great pieces of advice here to construct and 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 create maybe get a little uh get, get some ideas flowing on creating a signature cocktail or incorporating uh ways that um your guests can enjoy themselves just a little bit more at the bar because we all know that helps people dance too right <laughs> so uh thank you again for joining us on uh on an episode here on our planning tick tip segment with myself and maddie g we are uh full steam ahead with our spotlight interview stuff so we uh we are excited that we are continuing to showcase uh some awesome vendors in the industry so eric thank you for joining us man we appreciate it thanks for having me take care you can find us at elegantmusicgroup.com or on instagram at elegant music group 